0: Welcome to the Bloomberg Surveillance Podcast. I'm Tom Keen. Daily, we bring you insight from the best in economics, finance, investment, and international relations. Find Bloomberg Surveillance on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Bloomberg.com, and of course, on the Bloomberg.
1: This past weekend, the field of economics lost a giant. This program lost a very good friend. It is with great sadness that I say that Princeton University economist Alan Kruger has died. The cause was suicide. He was 58. Alan, who had been a professor at Princeton since 1987, served in Obama's White House from 2011 to 2013 after a stint as the Treasury Department's Assistant Secretary for Economic Policy. In addition, he served as Chief Economist at the Labor Department for a year during President Bill Clinton's administration. Our listeners will remember him joining us on nearly every first Friday of the month to discuss the payrolls report. He made us all smarter smarter every time he spoke and put in great effort to help us all care about the people behind the data in a way not enough people do. He cared, a loyal public servant and a world-renowned labour market expert. I want to bring in on the phone now Danny Blanchflatt, Dartmouth Professor of Economics and here in the studio Michael McKee, Bloomberg International Economics and Policy Correspondent. Mike, Sad, sad day, um, and we get the opportunity now, and we should take the opportunity to reflect on his legacy.
2: Uh, we were all shocked, and his legacy is a great one. And uh, one only wishes that he had been able to read the tributes to him over the last twenty-four hours um, before he died, because uh, he was, as you say, uh, extraordinarily well-respected. Uh, the amount of con- the, the number of contributions he made uh, in the uh, labor economics area tremendous starting with his work on the minimum wage uh, he and david card theorized that maybe what the books were telling us was wrong and that minimum wages don't decrease unemployment uh, New Jersey raised the minimum wage. They went to the border. They looked at cities on the Pennsylvania side and the New Jersey side and found that there was no real impact. The findings remain controversial, and uh, there are caveats. But basically, he changed the whole conversation, and now we have cities and states across the country raising the minimum wage. Probably would not have happened without Alan Krueger's work.
0: Yeah, Danny Blanchflower, come on in here, because one thing Jonathan said sure. that's very true, uh, he cared Alan Kruger cared. And can you give us a sense of some of the research that he did uh, that really made a huge difference from your perspective?
3: Right. And a great friend of mine I've known since the, beginning, the end of the 1980s when he first went to Princeton. So, and I remember actually his book on the myth and measurement. Um, actually, we, I bought him a hat, so David Carden and Alan hats. And I have long memories of Alan. Uh, I mean, a titan of the field. I mean, a great empiricist. Uh, If people go and look at Google Scholar, he has 93,000 sites. That's unbelievable. And work across a whole range of fields. So the myth and measurement work, of course, was crucial, but there's lots of other things. There's work on education, there's early work on growth, um, there's work on inequality, on computers, on Uber, on terrorism, on long term unemployment on opioids, all, all all, all, work related to problems out there that Alan saw about trying to look at problems in the world, try to do something about them and trying to fix them. And obviously, we should also talk about the policy work that he did um, as chief economist at the Labor Department for Robert Reich and Bill Clinton, who wrote a beautiful comment yesterday for him. Um, His time as um, Assistant Secretary of the Treasury with Geithner, and then again his time for Obama as as the Chief Economic Advisor. And again, Obama wrote a beautiful thing yesterday. So this is a sad, sad loss for our field, a sad loss to me of a friend.
1: Danny, let's talk about the late 80s. Michael talked about Alan's contribution to the minimum wage debate. It was the late 80s, and overwhelmingly there was this massive consensus that for low-wage workers, if you... Establish a minimum wage or put up that minimum wage, it would damage employment. Just walk me through how much Alan Kruger did to just change the way we think about something right. that we take for granted now.
3: Right. I mean, I, was, I remember it very well. The early 1990s, I mean, I, I've been working on wages and I remember David Card and Alan
1: working on this project.
3: I went to the original con- conference about the book in, I think,
2: 1994,
3: I think it was. And basically, the the thing that they did was it was path breaking in two senses. It was path breaking because of the result you've talked about, uh, and it was path breaking because they, they conducted experiments which actually have taken over in economics, which in the in the 80s and early 90s was just dominated by theory. So Alan and David, particularly, and Alan later pushed this thing where you go and look at the world. And what they looked at was this experiment. I mean, they're sitting in Princeton. They're interested in what goes on to, at the minimum wage. And they, and they looked at an experiment of fast food houses um, up, 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 along the border between New Jersey and Pennsylvania, and you saw a rise in, in, the, in the minimum wage in, in, I think it was in New Jersey, if I recall. And what they did was they actually looked and went and measured what happened. And what they found was, one of the big things they found, is as the minimum wage was, was increased, what you saw was that people actually ended up um, they hired better people but people stayed longer so actually what it turned to help was employment in fact in some of the results you actually see a rise in employment so a rise in the minimum wage from a very low level generated the result that employment actually rose and this was hugely controversial you can look back at the, at the literature and the comments made by all kinds of people about the work that they did and this generated a huge debate and i think the answer the big deal was A rise in the minimum wage when it was so low actually had positive employment effects. So that was hugely controversial. But methodologically, really, they introduced this thing where you go and look at the world, you see what happens there, and you report it. And that's why the book was so important. And then Alan followed all kinds of stuff like that later uh, and conducted surveys and so on and did so when he worked for President Obama. Um, So, I I, I mean, as I said, I think the right word I would say is A true titan, and the other thing I should say, and and perhaps go back to what Mike was saying, I think the (laughs) question Alan was an absolute shoe in to win the Nobel Prize. There's no doubt of that. Probably the greatest, the greatest empiricist we've seen of our age. We really have lost someone who was really important.
2: The The idea that uh, he uh, looked at data and gathered data that wasn't available and based his conclusions on data, very important because a lot of people look at his career, they look at the minimum wage, they look at his employment in two Democratic administrations, and they say he had to be a liberal Democrat. But he was really uh, an economist looking Mm -hmm. at problems, as Danny said. Uh, One of the most interesting uh, things he did was uh, look at the effect of licensing unemployment. You have to be licensed to be a hairdresser, you have to be licensed in states to braid hair, things like that, and the impact that had on holding down employment, and that is a conservative cause. And a lot of people on the Republican side have cited that as important work. So it wasn't that he was taking a liberal or conservative viewpoint. He was taking an economist
0: viewpoint. And he really also highlighted the opioid epidemic as a problem for the labor force, showing detailing how nearly half of men aged 25 to 54 uh, and not in the labor force took pain medication every day. This was revolutionary, Danny, and, and definitely changed the conversation. In the United States, about this uh, about this epidemic,
3: absolutely. I mean, it had a big influence on me. Uh, I talked to Alan about the work that he'd done. I actually went off afterwards and wrote a paper myself about pain. I mean, Alan's work is, was really important. I mean, let, let's broaden it. Um, the work on pain was really important. The work on people leaving the labor force was really important. So this was about. I mean, I, I, I absolutely agree with everything Mike just said. I think you would also say. His work was about trying to improve the human condition. I mean, think about um, this work about opioids. Mike's completely right. This is not political. I mean, I always think that what Alan did was he snapped at the heels of complacency, tried to look at things and said, is that right? So he went and worked on Uber. There's a great paper he worked on trying to look at what happened at Firestone, looking at the, looking at the evidence in the factory and said, why did those Firestone tires fail? Turned out they failed because the quality of workers who actually made him in a two-week period was actually the really important thing. But Alan went and looked at the data and thought about it, as, as, as Mike said, not political in that sense, trying to think about improving the human condition and understanding how, how the economy works. And I think that's, that's crucial and central to, to his contribution. Yeah, I mean, yeah, work on inequality. What, yeah. what, what, why, why is inequality rising? What's the cause of it? And he talked about computers and the use of computers impacting people's wage rates. That's not political. It's about trying to understand how the world works.
1: Danny, it's great to catch up with you. Danny Blanchflower, Dartmouth Professor of Economics, and a special thanks to Michael McKee, Bloomberg International Economics and Policy Correspondent. We should say that if you are having thoughts of suicide, please do call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 or go to speakingofsuicide.com forward slash resources. Princeton University economist Alan Kruger has died. His contribution to the field of economics cannot be overstated. He will be missed by all that knew him, including all of us here at Bloomberg.
0: Over the weekend, America lost a brilliant economist, and many of us lost a dear friend. Uh, This according to former President Barack Obama. He was talking about Alan Kruger, the Princeton professor and advisor to uh, former Presidents Obama and Clinton. President Obama saying he saw economic policy not as a matter of abstract theories, but as a way to make people's lives better. He died over the weekend at age 58. The cause was suicide. Uh, We want to remember Alan Kruger for so many things, for his contributions to the field of economics, but also to his personality which uh, graced this show, graced many shows on Bloomberg and throughout uh, the media and economics profession, influenced politics, crossed both aisles of the political spectrum. And joining us to do so, Betsy Stevenson, Bloomberg Opinion columnist, former U.S. Department of Labor chief economist, currently uh, associate professor of public policy at the University of Michigan's Ford School, joining us by phone. Peter Coy also joining us, Bloomberg Business Week. head of economics here in our Bloomberg 1130 studios. Uh, Betsy, I want to start with you. I, I know you know you knew Alan Krueger personally. Can you give me a sense of what his biggest contribution in your mind was to the economics profession?
4: Oh, that's a really uh, hard place to start. I think um, Alan's biggest contribution to the profession was his insatiable curiosity. And that insatiable curiosity led him to um, investigate so many things that have gone on to be incredibly important. Lots of people cite his minimum wage work, um, which really, through careful empirical analysis, showed that um, the kind of negative employment effects that we our, our models taught us might happen with a minimum wage didn't seem to be as bad in practice. Um, and that, again, came out of his real curiosity. He had a knack for trying to identify um what economists call natural experiments, trying to look around the world and see, is there something that can help me get at the root causal uh, effect of some kind of policy? And so with that, you know he's pioneered a real empirical revolution. and uh, and so I think if you ask somebody in the profession what's his biggest contribution, it was um, what some people call the credibility revolution, bringing empirical analysis to economics in order to be able to objectively look at questions and find the answer regardless of your preconceived notions uh, based on scientific uh,
0: analysis. Peter Coy, come in. Uh, uh, Peter
5: Coy, uh, you were the chief economist of the Labor Department, which was a job he had had before. Uh, What what did he tell you before you took that post?
4: Um, You know, he... uh, Uh, For me, it was a really um, tough decision whether I should take that post because I was actually still an assistant professor. I wasn't tenured yet. Um, And, you know, Alan had the view that it was a really hard job, but it was incredibly um, fulfilling and that what we were doing in our profession was trying to make people's lives better and getting some experience on the ground, um, you know, actually... Working with the policy um, that we were um, studying and debating would make me a better economist, and he was right. All
1: right,
0: Peter, you know, it's interesting to me. Uh, I'm thinking of some of the more recent contributions uh, that Professor Kruger made having to do with the opioid epidemic, yeah. where he changed the conversation very much right. uh, about what the impact was. Can you give us a sense of, of how much he did uh, change that conversation?
5: You know, as Bessie Stevenson said he was all about getting the data and looking at it in fresh ways and people had a sense that opioids were an issue but it wasn't until he gathered the data that people grasped how big the issue was I think he found that if you looked at um, working age males who were not in the labor force close to half of them were taking uh, painkillers of one kind or another and that you know, could have been It's hard to disentangle the cause and effect, whether it was because they were in pain that they were out of the labor force or whether it was taken the painkillers that made them unfit for the labor force. But one way or another, it was uh, crucial information that has uh, really, I think, made people even more sensitive to the depths of the opioid crisis and as, as many other things he's done led to policy changes.
0: So definitely, uh, Alan Kruger made a lot of contributions on the economic side. Uh, on a personal level, he was just a wonderful guy. And Betsy Stevenson, uh, you, you spent a lot of time with him. I mean, can you give us a sense of what it was like to work with him?
4: Um, so, you know, Alan was a really wonderful, a wonderful guy is the right way to say. He's extremely generous um, and, and kind and easygoing. And those were not um, qualities that you often find in economists. <laughs> he was <laughs> he was someone who really was enthusiastic about all his findings and was excited to share them with people who wanted to listen. Um, and you know, uh, Catherine Rampell has a really lovely column about being his research assistant in the the Washington Post and how he you know, took her, you know, the suggestions of a 19-year-old on how he could improve his writing, which she, you know, now cringes to think about, um, uh, with, you know, joy and and happiness. It, you know, he, that was his approach. He was an, a person who was really easy to talk to um, and, and I think mentored just an enormous amount of people, and I think you see that by that outpouring of tributes and grief um, on social media, because he really did take the time to mentor uh, young faculty and, and young undergrads and people who were interested in economics. Um, and you saw that on your show. He would take the time to come and, and chat with you guys about economics, because that is is who he was, was someone who was always um, excited to be around uh, people and help you know, advance the study and knowledge of economics.
0: And when he would come into the radio studio, or the television set, he would stay after the segment was over. He would come early and he would talk about tennis and he would talk about vacation plans. So it was not just a, you know, a sort of hit and run. Uh, Peter Coy, I, I am curious, uh, there is this feeling that economics is sort of its own language. Yeah. Uh, and they, it speaks of uh, different curves and uh, ratios. And Alan Krueger uh, really touched on pop culture in many ways at yeah. one point even. Uh, Looking at concert tickets, how they had surged in price and started to generate more revenues for performers than CD sales. Can you talk a little bit about the sort of importance of the, uh, the tangible aspects of some of his research?
5: He incorporated the economics of rock and roll into his freshman econ course at Princeton, which was hugely popular. And it's because it was a window into supply and demand, changing nature of labor markets, that uh you you can really learn from it. and now was a book He has a book out this year called rockonomics and he he's um i hope it sells really well uh because it in some ways it'll be uh his last gift to us
0: it's incredibly sad yes thank you both for being with us betsy stevenson bloomberg opinion columnist former u.s department of labor chief economist uh, as well as an associate professor at the University of Michigan's Ford School. Peter Coy, uh, Bloomberg Economics Editor for the Business Week magazine, uh, joining us here in the Bloomberg Interactive Broker Studios. Uh, we are remembering Alan Krueger, Princeton professor, advisor to uh, pr- former presidents Barack Obama and Bill Clinton, uh, longtime uh, economics behemoth, someone who is expected to win the Pulitzer Prize, and uh, no, in, in, no in really price. in economics, uh, we lost a, a huge giant of the field. Uh, he died. The cause was suicide. He was 58 years old. If you are having thoughts of suicide, uh, please do call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 or go to speakingofsuicide.com forward slash uh, resources. Uh, get help. Seek it out.